I'm the guy that gets kicked off those, uh, the Facebook AV forums because everyone's like going, oh, AV greatness. And they, they post these photos of all these racks with like a thousand cable ties or zip ties as they call them over here. And I'm just like, mate, looks good. Pity about all the zip ties. And they're yeah. like, oh, you know, they blow up about it. They don't like it. But, uh, oh, well. Know. Don't worry about don't it, mate. That stop me. Don't let that stop you. You keep, you keep doing <laughs> your thing. G'day, everyone. Pete Techman Coman here for another action-packed episode of The Tech Effect. And The Tech Effect wouldn't be the same without my partner in crime, Mr. Bearded Tech. Skiing. Welcome Yay. to the show, Mark. Applause. Oh, you've got. What is wow. that? <laughs> what is that? How good is that? That's our virtual crowd. That's our virtual crowd. That crowd has actually virtually gone wild. Yes. <laughs> uh, how are you, mate? I'm. I'm great. Great. Couldn't okay. be better. I'm going to be. Oh, yeah, I'm fantastic. I'm going to expand on my little applause in just a few minutes. All right. Okay. <laughs> I actually, uh, a, a little bit of a segue there is that, uh, and we, uh, I won't go into any great detail, but maybe next week we can talk about it. But uh, we're working with a company here in the US that does, uh, it's called VLA, Virtual Live Audience, and they're using it on the Ellen Show and a few other shows. And so uh, I, Maybe next week we'll go into a bit more detail about that, but it's very, very exciting what they're doing. Is that so they can turn what is an absolute boring show into something that might have some... Um... That may have something to do with it, uh, or, as well as no... I put this in, right? <laughs> as well as no audience participation is uh, probably the driving force behind that, but uh, yeah. Just as someone pressing buttons all the time. Press that one, applause. What if they press the wrong Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something that's really sad, and they put someone laughing in there, and it would be very inappropriate. It's a bit, Someone's going to get like, fired. Like, hey, hey, it's Saturday, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that, that sounds a bit like that. All that's the sound what, effects. That's what we need in this show. We need like a little dicky near that says, "Hey, Daryl." That's <laughs> <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> All right. It's a love I had Sunday. Anyway, it was good. Yeah. Uh, how are you, mate? You you keeping well? How's life in New yeah. York? Uh, busy, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. We're busy, which is which is a good thing. Um, city's getting back, you know, slowly but surely. It's still nowhere near what it uh, normally is, but you know, it's starting to get a bit of life back into it, which is which is good to see. Excellent, that's good. Well, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of chatter about that. We're going to have a bit later on about uh, how New York's that's right. On. So, um, hey, Pete. Uh, yes. Have you noticed anything different about me, mate? Apart from my dashing good looks of getting better looking, mm. maybe my beard's getting greyer, yeah. but anything yeah, different? I, yes, actually, uh, you're not using your, I can't see your Rode wireless microphone today. Oh, look at that. Is that what? Uh, <laughs> applause to you. <laughs> I've, got, I've got eagle eyes, but you, the installers hate me. I turn around, I go, I walk into a room and I go. Five million. That screen's not level. And they're going, yes, it is. And they're going, did you level it? Yeah. And I said, no, mate, it's like two degrees out. Yeah. And they measure it and it's like, it's out. Yeah. <laughs> I had a customer like that once. And um, he's up in, uh, up in Toowoomba and he, he walked in and I hung this. It was back in the day when I, the 40-inch plasma and they were so heavy. And I had to get it on this just slightly curved wall. Yeah. So, you know, flat bracket, slightly curved wall and going, oh, this is going to be challenging anyway. Um, it was just an, just flat enough that I could I could get it on. and But it was a real nightmare to mount it. And, you know, I put it on there and, and, he, and he walks in, he goes, five mil down in that corner. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. <laughs> All right, back off the heavy, heavy old 40-inch plasma, down, screw it up, move it five mil. There we go. But I, I stick my head up in the ceilings because they think that I'm not going to look up there. And I'm like, mate, you got cable ties up there. I said, no cable ties. And they're like, oh, we didn't use cable ties. I said, here's the photos, right? Or, or they uh -huh. won't, they'll get lazy and they'll leave the bread ties, you know, the twist ties. They leave them on the power cables that are hidden like under a table or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yes. mate, take them off. Told you it's Velcro, all Velcro. 
are you are you one of those consultants that we actually have been asking for in the industry that keeps people accountable to a to a specification? Are you one of those guys? Hundred percent. You know, so much so <laughs> that I get so so much so that I'm. Anyway, <laughs> we, we, we get on LinkedIn, we go on rants all the time about how we need uh, people to keep builders and sparkies and then ultimately the AV companies accountable. So at least when we're pricing things, um, we're all playing in the same park. So, Well, that's it's important, isn't it? I mean, ha having standards is very important from a design point of view and yeah. from an installation point of view and from a product point of view. I think if you have standards and quality across the board, you're going to get a great result. But like you said, is that so, like as a consultant, we're, we're there to be that gatekeeper to keep the installers honest and and like you said at the end of the day it creates a level playing field because you know what these guys that price it cheaply and try and do uh dodgy work you know we'll catch them out right and that's going to cost them more time in in the long run well yeah but it's it's more about in my opinion it screws the market it absolutely screws the market for everybody you know yep. it, it cheapens um your value as a consultant mm -hmm. Uh, but it also, you know, it, it means we're going back to, I mean, as, as installs and things like that, we, and integrators, we go back to our suppliers and try and hit them a bit harder as well, but, uh, to, to get a bit of margin back. But I think it, we do that a lot more now because we've screwed ourselves over to win the job. Yeah. So we now got to go and get some margin back to make the job profitable yeah. because, um, we've realized that the specification was either terrible or yep. now, uh, you know, and, and we've got to make sure we can get this thing profitable so we can actually deliver on something that we can actually put our name to. So. Well, you know what, what happens is that when we put our tenders out to market, when they come back, they're all typically within one or 2% of each other. So yes. yeah, we, and that's, that means that we've obviously done our job, right? Because we've kept it super tight. We turn around and we, and we, we specify down to the very last nut and bolt. We, we don't write performance specifications. We say exactly what we're after. We say exactly how we want it done and installed and programmed and so So there's no, the thing is, there's no room for interpretation there. So you get it and you go, this is great. I'll give you a complete spreadsheet with the quantities, the part numbers, everything. You just got to fill it in. You just got to make sure the counts are correct and off you go. Yeah. So the the, the, the very thing we want and the very thing we hate at the same time. <laughs> no interpretation well, left to interpretation, which is great and, uh, and terribly bad as well. <laughs> as an well, it is. No, that's right. Because obviously, you know, there is, as an integrator, sometimes that there's, you, you know, your margins are, are low. You get squeezed on a project. And sometimes you're making money more on the, on the variations or the change orders that come through um, on the project. So, yes. but... As I said, like for us, if we're doing our job, we're engaged by the client and, and that's what we do. We've got to make sure it's tight and they're getting value for money and we vet all of that. And typically it's probably only the labor that differs. Everyone sort of works off similar product or profit margins uh, for the hardware. Yeah, and they're all sort of uh, looking at the labor going, I think, yeah, it's, it's anyone's, it's a best guess typically in there, you're trying to Correct. calculate that out as best you can. but. Uh, I don't know what other people do, but we sort of get some, you know, uh, it takes roughly this to do that, takes roughly to do that, takes roughly to do that, and you've got inductions and you've got, you know, multiple site visits and trying to calculate that out at best guess. Yeah. Um, the challenge has been in that is that arguably the one who stuffs up the most is the one that wins the job. <laughs> right. Um, no, certainly, but it's certainly in the industry over here, that's for sure. No, but at the same time, once again, our role is to be looking at that. And if we see that someone has missed the mark, we'll either, if, if the project permits, go back to them and say, hey, guys, you, you've, <laughs> there's mistakes in this. You want to fix it up and come back to us? Or they just get excluded straight away. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, look, we've digressed somewhat. But we, we have. But have you noticed anything? You want to... You asked if there, if I notice anything different about you. Okay. Do you well, notice anything different about me? I do. I do. Uh, the carrier pigeon turned up. <laughs> with with the USB stick. With the USB stick. <laughs> In its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> with, an, with an Australian accent. Uh, the, yeah. 
<laughs> you've got a beautiful um, background. You're in uh, the New York uh, headquarters for the Tech Effect. Yes. We the are New York studio. We are an international show. There is no doubt about it. We are. We are. Does that mean that? Does that mean now I have to I have to put on an American accent? Can you? Welcome to the Tech Effect. <laughs> I'm Pete Techman Coleman, oh. and here's Mark the Bearded Tech Ski Man. <laughs> <laughs> you even say my name with a very like. I'll tell you a quick story before we, before we get. <laughs> Wait, are we we're going to talk tech or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell we, me, tell me, tell okay. me, tell me. When when we go to the states, like you, you know, yeah. most people who know me well knows I've I've traveled the states, spent a lot of time in the states, and my accent is very hard for them to understand. Um, yeah. And my wife, no problem. They always think she's she's a pommy, but they always they've got no idea where I'm from, and uh, and they always say, "What's your name?" And I go, "Mark." And they go, beg your pardon? They go, Mark. Yeah. Mac? Yeah. And I was there, no, Mark. And they go, Mock? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Mark. And they go, oh, yeah. Mark. Mark. I, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, I've got to go, Mark. <laughs> to get them, to get them to actually understand what my name is. I have exactly the same problem. You can imagine it's even worse because you, now every time you go into a store, you've, you've got to wear a mask. And so I go, especially Starbucks, right? You order a coffee and you go in there and they say, can I get your name, please? And I said, Pete. I go, Pete? Pete? P-A-T? No, Pete. And I'm like, P-I-T? And I go, no, Peter. Oh, Peter. Oh, right, Peter. And you're like, oh, sure. my God. Like. <laughs> Mate, I just, I get, you'll get it in your get, before you know it. No, no, no. I, I get so frustrated with it. It's just like, I'm just going to get a, I'm going to get a, I'm going to just wear this shirt from now on. I'm just going to go, look, it says it, it's right here. <laughs> eight. 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 All right. You can call no. me tech man. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I get your name, please? Yeah. Tech man. <laughs> Classic. Uh, right, back on track, back on track. All so right. you, you're 100% right, I am not wearing a lapel. What, that is because, now. Tell me. That is because I bought a new toy. Well, actually, what? Oh. bought a new toy and I'm testing a new right. toy. Right, gotcha. I have purchased, and I am running, if you have probably worked it out now with the applause that came in, uh, <laughs> I'm running the new Roadcaster Pro. Yes. What they're classing as a production, uh, a podcast production console. Uh, which is just a mixer with a USB out, right? Yep. So effectively, and some and some um, storage for some effects, call it. Uh, but it but also does. So what? What? Tell me, what are the specs? It does like four four XLR yeah. microphones. In. Is so it's it XLR? A four XLR microphone with phantom power. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's got a USB input. I've yet to test it. Uh, okay. It's got a, what they. And, and they've, they've, they've made this super non-tech friendly. They've done a really good job. Like literally, it took me about, oh, I'm going, oh, I have to read the manual. Literally, I had it on the bench. Yes. 10 minutes, I had this thing up and running. I've gone, oh, this is really, really easy. Really well done to road on that. Um, so it's got a, that, you know, so speaking of that, getting back to simple, they've got a phone image on one of their, uh, yep. one of their faders. So that's basically, it's a three and a half mil jack. Right, uh, and you can off memory. It does Bluetooth and, as well, I think. It does Bluetooth, so you can Bluetooth. Yep. I could I could Bluetooth audio to it. Yep, uh, and play some audio through into it. It's got um, everything that well, some of the basics that you would uh, expect on a mixer. You know, you've got mute on each channel, and you've got some EQ settings. It's also got uh, some EQ pre-made EQ curves for okay. AMI. And different things like yes. so you can go into the menu, choose the mic you've got. If you use one of the road ones, obviously it's going to be a road focused EQ curve. Yep. Uh, and away you go. Uh, headphones out on like a, a, a master headphones out, but it's obviously got headphones out on all four outputs. Yep. Inputs, I should say. Yeah, uh, four microphone inputs. So there's one one headphone out per microphone input. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then a master. Um, you can record to an SD card. So if you're not doing mm -hmm. what we're doing here, you can just press record. It's got a big, big red, big blue record button. Not right. 
Uh, and then it's got eight effects buttons on the on the right hand side now. And, and they're um, programmable, but they can, you could use them for anything, right? They are programmable, yeah. Uh, yep. Now, I was sitting down this morning and I'm going, oh, I need to get some effects on this thing. And I, I just uh, dumped onto a USB to it and went, oh, they've already got some ones in built that they give oh, you. Oh, built in. So, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, the applause was one. Yes. And uh, they've got intro, which is just a, a default sort of intro, outro, top and tail for a podcast. If, yeah, but you could, oh, very easy to change that. Mm -hmm. uh, USB um, straight to your laptop. Um, you know, it's, it's just easy. And I'm very, very impressed with uh, how easy it is to use. And what was, what was that worth? Well, I don't Roughly. ask you an answer. Uh, uh, <laughs> $1,000? 900 bucks. Australian. Bucks, yeah. Something like yep. that. Yep. Yeah. Really, really good for people who are just trying to take uh, their stuff up a notch, which yep. we are, Pete, you know, but we're also testing gear all the time. And then, we're in inverted commas, testing. We are that's testing. What you, that's what you tell your wife. I mean, what do you need that for? I'm testing it. Yeah, well, she just doesn't come. <laughs> the shed she's she knows better <laughs> in the man cave yeah it's the man cave but i'm also testing uh because i have sold this product and it's the rode ntg1 boom mic gotcha and at the yeah. moment you're listening to me on the ntg1 boom mic which is a mm -hmm. uh it's a long condenser about i'm gonna say <laughs> how big is that mark eight inches long all right. right, yeah. Uh, and at the moment, that is sitting a metre and a half for me, right? How, 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 why, why are you measuring this in inches? Because um, we're on a uh, um, <laughs> 20 centimetres, 200 millimetres. Well, okay, that's America. better, right. We're catering for everybody. You know, the, gotcha. the Americans, they are still living in the um, imperial world. I think yes. they're the only ones in the world that are still living. I there. think so. <laughs> I think the Brits are a little bit more messed up though, because they're on the metric system, yet they still work in miles per hour. Yeah, and I think they're still using uh, socket sets and spanners all in Imperial, aren't they? Oh, Imperial, there you go. Yeah, so I think at least, at least in the US, everything is old Imperial. school Imperial and, and yep. over in uh, the UK, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't have too many problems with uh, imperial conversion over there. There was, there was a couple that was um, temperature, does my yeah. heading from yes. Fahrenheit, and pounds. Um, gallons is easy. Yeah. Uh, miles per hour is you know, pretty easy. You just get your few and you just know that if you're going 100 miles an hour, you're going fast, right? So yeah. <laughs> we should slow down. Uh, That's it. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to this bit of, bit of kit. Look, I, I actually really love it. And um, you know, when, I, when I say a funny joke now from now on, Pete, Everyone will laugh. <laughs> um, when I say something that's, when, or sorry, when you say something that's just a shocker, <laughs> I'll put the trombone in there and just go, you know, bad joke. <laughs> right. You know, um, or even if it's a, you know, you know the old, uh, well, I'll just play it for you, shall I? What is it? Boom tish, you know. I didn't hear it. Do it again. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yep. yep. And one thing we 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 do a little <laughs> bit, we do a little bit because in our um, because look, anyone who knows us knows that we're probably on the market. Yeah, you know, we, we're as you can see, our backgrounds are getting better. Uh, we're we're looking to improve our level of show here, and and we're looking for sponsors. Yes, that's true. Work out how to bring that together and all that sort of stuff, and um. And over time, we've talked about sponsors, and sometimes all you hear is crickets. <laughs> so I've got crickets in there. Like it's, uh, and do you know what? This is actually all already on it. It's already there. Okay. I'm already preloaded. Yep. So, um, and you can set it. What's really cool is you can go in and you can set it to play once, or you can set it to repeat. Just go around, around, and circle. So, like yep. pause, you could. Or laughter, you could certainly go round, round, round. You just press and uh, press to start it and press to stop it. So uh, very cool. It's a um, 
Uh, would you like to see a picture of it, or does it? Yeah, show us. Oh, so he, this could go really badly. And the reason why this could actually, there's two things I want to do for you. <laughs> I do have my roadie, uh, my road wireless go lapel. Right. Mm -hmm. So how about we do a quick audio test? Because I've okay. got that plugged in, right? Yep. So I've got it turned on, and I, I'm currently using the uh, the road NTG. Mm -hmm. And if I keep talking and I say the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, mm -hmm. you could be able to hear the difference. I can now, hear the difference. You can hear the difference. Obviously, you know, the, the good old uh, rule of thumb is the closer you are to the mic, the better, right? That's mm -hmm. just, a, just some very basics. The boom, whilst it still works very well, it is still got a little bit of, bit of life in it. Um, I actually quite like that there's a bit of life in it. I don't know about you. Yeah, the, um, the, the wireless mic is probably a little bit warmer, only because it's probably a little bit closer and there's less, uh, the, the room noise doesn't come into play. So obviously there, there's a bit of acoustics at play with the boom mic that yep. you're not, we're not getting with the, um, the, the road go. Yeah, and, and probably worth noting that uh, people who are um, haven't seen my my studio because it's you know, <laughs> studio headquarters uh, is I my I have treated my room quite a lot, so it's actually quite a dead room. So um, mm -hmm. the 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 reverb you're seeing or the the acoustics that are happening in or listening to in that microphone is um, probably at about a reverb RT sixty. I think I haven't quite measured it, but I think it's about um two seconds so it's quite okay. a it's quite a short reverb time so uh that probably isn't your typical video yeah most most would probably be sitting at three or four seconds i think your voice sounds truer with that ntg over the over the go yeah i, I look <coughs> When I, when I listen to myself and you know, that, <laughs> as you do every day, when, <laughs> when I'm playing back this microphone, yeah. which I'm now, I'm now on the wireless go. Yes. Uh, i it feels like it's a bit dead. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that and sometimes to sort of come in and out doesn't quite pick up my, my bottom lows. So, so well, yep. not my bottom, but my bottom lows. <laughs> So, uh, but look, you know, I, I still can't fault the the road for the road wireless go for a quick uh, plug in mm -hmm. and off you go. Just look. At, the other great thing about this is, I, at, currently, if my if my mic just so happened to go flat, yeah, I imagine that a, that wouldn't happen. I, How would I that happen? The, I have the ability to be up and running again in a heartbeat. So there you go. So there you go. So that's the uh, the road uh, the roadcaster pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do I like it? Let's give it a star rating. Um, okay, out of what? Out of five or out of ten? What are we going to rate it? Give it a out of five. How about we give it instead of stars? We give him thumbs up. How about? How about we give it um, beards? Beards. Okay. All right. How many beards does it get? That's a that's a good one. Out of five beards, this gets uh, this gets four beards. Four beards. Or beards, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's for its target. It's very targeted. Well, they've made it very user friendly. Um, you, you know, for, for anyone who has got no idea, they can really just get up and running in a hurry. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, paired pairs well with the NTG one. Uh, the reason why I actually bought uh, the NTG one was for a for a mate who's doing uh, podcasts and zooms. Mm -hmm. He's using, um, he was wanting to use a USB mic and or a, had, a, had a little podcast mic and he was sick of having to literally yep. have it like an ice cream and he wants to get around and move and get up, move around. And I said, we'll use the wireless mic. And then he comes back to me six months later and says, my battery's going flat. I said, oh, fancy. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, and so then he said, I want to look at this way and look that way. And, you know, I really want to... Get a get a few options up my sleeve. So look, put a boom mic in. It's really probably is your best chance. Uh, and um, yeah, we'll get a hypercardioid throat polar pattern. I think it is off memory. Um, so yeah, it's a it's I like it. It's good. Well, I've actually got the NTG five, the Rode NTG five. I use that. I'm not using it at the moment. I've I've got my um, 
Sorry? Is that a battery-operated one? Uh, it, it has a battery, yeah, yeah. And it's USB as well. So it's actually USB 3.5 mil. It's a very versatile unit. So it's great if you're sort of out and about and you're filming and you don't, you, you don't want or you don't have a, a, a lapel. Yeah. Um, I actually use it every day for all my um, UC calls, and yeah. and when I hear it back, it actually it sounds really really good. Like it's, um, I have it set up on a little tripod, yeah. and so I'm actually relatively close to it, and it and it doesn't really pick up any uh, background noise or anything like that. It's 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 a very very nice mic. But as I said, I didn't buy it for that. I actually bought it for you know, setups like this and when I'm out and about at, the, at trade shows and, and things. So it's, but it's a beautiful mic, but yeah, battery powered, lots of adjustments on it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So well done, Rod. Uh, as I say, it's uh, four beards out of five. Four beards. And we should, we Taylor. should say that Rode is an Australian company. Australian company. Uh, and I believe all equipment is made in Australia. I think. I, yeah, I don't think all of it is made in Australia. I think the majority of it is made in Australia. I think I saw something the other day when I was looking at some products where it, it was made somewhere else, right? But I, I'm not 100% because it surprised me because I, I have noticed the same thing that the, nearly all the equipment that I've looked at from the road range is made in Australia. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure I looked at a mic only like yesterday and it said designed in Australia, built in Indonesia or where somewhere else, you know, but um, taking nothing away from it. Yeah, it's a great Australian company. And did you know, are you, you're into music, Mark? Yeah, yeah a little bit, yes. <clears throat> okay. What's that? You should hear me sing. I can hold a note. I know. I, uh, you've, you've actually sort of quietly demonstrated that from time to time. So I, Hi. Yes. Was I drunk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I could see you're a, some sort of opera singer. That's classically yeah. trained. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, you know the uh, Kurt Cobain. Yes. His guitar when he was doing MTV Unplugged, which I think was like their last um, yeah. Yeah. last I mean, sort of gig. Only ninety. Yeah, I'm not sure. It is a while ago now, but he did that uh, uh, unplugged the acoustic guitar, and he sat there in the, with the studio, the audience. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember it very well. Yes, you were there, right? Yeah, yeah, I must well be. Yeah, <laughs> you were seven, but yeah, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with seven because I was older than that. But I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do remember the day you were doing that. That guitar sold recently. They auctioned off that guitar. Okay. Do you know who bought it? Was it Dave Grohl? Did no. Dave Grohl buy it? No, who bought it? No. Peter Coman? No? No, <laughs> yeah, like it was like, I don't know what it was, like yeah, 1.5 million or something. Take it, I've got stock change, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't cheap. The owner of Road. <sighs> That's right. I knew that. Yes. But I can't remember his name. I think it's Peter someone. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. But he, he, he purchased That's Kurt right. Cobain's acoustic guitar from that, that event. And actually, I think that, was that an undisclosed amount of money at that point? Um, I'm not too sure. I, I've heard some figures sort of thrown around. It was uh, a hefty, hefty sum. A amount of money, yes. Something that even uh, Maiden wouldn't sell their guitars for, I suppose. But um, the best of the best. But great success story. That that's the thing. It's great to see Aussies doing well in in the yep. tech world, in the AV world, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's great to see. Yeah, look, I mean, there's another, and and Road have done a very good job, which of partnering too with another Australian tech company, and that's uh, Black Magic, and. They they're actually doing starting to do some stuff together, I believe. So um, that's and, and that one, yeah. Like you say, um, not many people know that Black Magic is actually an Australian company. I mean, when you go, they actually, it's funny. Road promote it, like Road actually. In if you look at their videos about their their equipment, they'll turn around. They'll say, and it's designed and built here in Sydney, Australia. Like they actually, it's a it's a thing for them, uh, yep. which is great. 
and black magic have kind of done the opposite. They don't talk about it. They kind of just, they operate as one of the big players. Uh, I mean, you go to these trade shows, you know, like ISE and Infocom and so on. They've always got a massive stand there. And um, yeah, it, yeah, you would think if you didn't know, you would think they're probably a US company. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's great to see those. I mean, they're, they're both very much building products uh, relevant to the times, you know, with their, certainly black magic with their ATEM minis and, uh, and road with yep. this roadcaster. Look, hats off to them. That's for sure. So keep kicking goals. Go and they could oh, be out. They could, Oh, I'll see. They, they could be our, our new sponsors. Well, wouldn't that just be fine and then? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll just see how that goes. The Tech Effect brought to you by Road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, okay. Pete, more exciting, more exciting. Last week, I believe it was. Yes. We talked about, uh, we did, I think we did an un unboxing of the Apple Watch last week. We did? Last week. Yeah, Apple Watch Six, and we also talked about another product that you mm -hmm. had on order, and you got in early, and blah 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 blah. The or would you like to introduce it, Pete, or would you like me to introduce it, and then yes. you go for it, Mark. Crossing lines. <laughs> drum uh, roll. Do you have Do you have a drum roll on the? Oh, I should get a drum roll. That's drum what roll. I need. That's what oh, I need. need a drum uh, roll. Uh, best I've got is a. Uh... Close. We'll just keep hitting that. Book <laughs> dish. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, that's, I will. I'll get a drum roll on there. That's, that's okay. Anyway. Okay. What's special about it? It has all the fitness stuff. It measures all your body composition, blah, blah, blah. That's not why I got it. Uh, I got it because it measures the tone of your voice, which I think is something uh, that unique. Old, yes. That old chestnut. Which so, you really do need. Uh, just... <laughs> You. Can you imagine you get the report at the end of the day so it's not it doesn't give you the information real time it's always monitoring you but you imagine you get home at the end of the day and then it just goes like you know beep beep pete this is alexa you were a real asshole today <laughs> oh, I you, you speak you spoke way too australian today yeah. <laughs> i could not understand you <laughs> It's like, whatever. Peter, probably. <laughs> Peter, yeah, that's it. So, um, so should we unbox it? Let's do it. Okay, let's, all right. Show me. Oh, yeah, so we get rid of this, this plastic here. Get rid of that. Okay. So, on the back, so it says here, it does um, body composition, sleep, um, tone of voice, and activity. So, it tracks, tracks all of that. Um, so this is going to, look, oh, I'm loving the, I'm loving the, the virtual background going on at the moment. <laughs> now you see it. Now you don't. Now you don't. <laughs> it's like magic. <laughs> Here's one I prepared earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's a couple of different colors available. I, I'm a gray guy. I like grays and silvers and black. So I, I actually went for this one because I, Thought it looked a bit funky so um a little sticker down the bottom here so bear with me whilst i take this off like so oh, there's another and one on the other side that's, that's why you're doing that so we we understand that this obviously will then uh wi-fi you'll connect to your wi-fi in your home and then it will talk to alexa within your home and consolidate data at some point and report back on that. Yeah, well, like I said, this is a brand new product and I haven't uh, obviously set it up or anything. So I really don't know a lot about it. Actually, what's interesting on, on the back of the box here, in the bottom, the bottom corner. Focus, focus. Yep. Can you, There's can you see that? There's, I can see something. Is it an App Store logo or something like made, that? Made for iPhone. Interesting. It's actually made for an Apple iPhone. So I'm, I'm presuming that I'm going to be pairing this with my phone. Yep. And you know, you've got that health app that comes with the iPhone. So right. I imagine all this data will be going into that. Right. Yep. So, yep. so let's uh, 
they love a they love a seal on here. They love a, a sticker. So we take that one off, and we ready. Drum roll. Here we go. There we go. So you can oh. see, it just looks like a right. Looks like a watch. Watch. Yay. <laughs> so it's, yeah, but it's not a watch. Don't forget, it's not a watch. It's, uh, it doesn't tell the time. So it's, it looks like a watch. Surely it will actually tell the time somewhere on the screen. Well, it, it, there's no screen on there. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? There's no, no screen at all. I thought there was a no, screen. No, it's just, it's just a band. Oh, with a microphone. Yeah. There you so, go. The, so there's the, the band there. And inside, we have a, Manual, right? That no one ever reads, so won't worry about that. And it comes Until with. It <laughs> that's what. Until it doesn't work, no one reads a manual. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, and then it's got this um, little. Put that down there. So it's, it's got this little. Ability to go invisible at a rapid pace. It's. Uh, it goes like that. Okay. So it's it's so actually on, it, snap, it's it? flat. It's not magnetic. It's a little pinch. It's like an alligator. Yep, like a mousetrap. Yeah. No. And then you put it, you put it in like that, and it uh, charges it. Uh, interestingly, there is, it's USB Type-A. There is no charging brick with this either, which seems to be the theme seems these days. No charging bricks. Yeah. So uh, there's the charger and, and the band. Um, as I said, it's a, a first. Um, I, I'm not too sure how many people actually have this, uh, have got access to it. I'm, I'm glad that I'm uh, one of those people because, you know me, I, you love your the, tech. Tech man, the tech man needs his tech. So, uh, so have you got an Alexa in your house or are you running Google Home or you're running a bit of LMB? I, I, have, I have both. Okay. I have both. Um, and I'm going to order the, what we didn't talk about last week, part of that uh, iPhone launch was the new Apple AirPod. So when that comes out, I'm going to, uh, sorry, the, you know, like the AirPod, the Siri? Yep. Yep, yeah, device. I'm going to order one of them. So I'll have all three in the house. All right. Um, you but, yeah, so that's, there? Just, do you have a preference on which one you like most so far? Um, what's interesting, I use them for different things. So like I have my Google Home in the bathroom, which is great because in the mornings when I'm getting ready, because it takes me hours to get ready. I mean, look, look at that face. This doesn't just happen, people. It takes a lot of time and effort for, for this to happen. Oh, so I watch YouTube videos. Pete in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> do the hair, make sure it's right. Beautiful. Um, so I watch YouTube videos, and, and because you, uh, Google owns YouTube, it's really great for that. So I'll be watching all the tech shows. Like, um, shout out to my man Marquez Brownlee, who uh, lives not too far from here. G'day, Marquez. Uh, glad you're listening to the show. Number one tech reviewer in the world. Um, well number two behind me but uh look keep up the great work mark as you you're doing a great job yeah you you, you might make it the number one if you if you keep it up yeah that's, that's uh, it that's it and a, uh, another competition with uh, the tech man over here <laughs> and, and another guy who i i've actually met uh, about this time last year or actually yeah about this time last year it was it was casey neistat or neistat um who lived just across the river just just over there and um i What's that? Across the Hudson. Across the Hudson. I met him and uh, had a bit of a chat, but he's now moved to LA. Okay. And he's over there, took the family over there, which is a shame because it would have been great to, I don't know, maybe do something with him, you know? So who knows? But anyway, we, we digress. But uh, that's, that's, that's a, nice, uh, a nice band you've got. Can you, can, can you change band colours? No, it looks like it, it appears that it, I mean, you have to buy it as a, you know, you have to choose the color up front. Okay. And it, the band is actually the same kind of setup as a Apple, the normal Apple Watch bands where yep. it's got, it's got some Velcro on it and it's got like a little strap. So you just, uh, just pull it tight and then it just sticks 
sticks on the on Easy. the back like that. Well, I look forward to uh, learning more about your uh, sleep pattern, but more importantly, more about your um, inappropriate <laughs> voice. <use> voice. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep, yeah, keep everyone updated on, uh, you know, how it's going. And like I said, it's, it's just great that um, I was able to get early access to it. You know, one of the first people in the world to, to get hold of this new technology. So I'm really, I'm really excited to, to see how it actually performs. Good one, good one. Speaking, um, speaking, there's two two little uh, points that I just just picked up on there of people moving from New York to LA, or well, not so much about LA, but moving out of New York. Yes. And uh, and we were talking about uh, Amazon. What yes. is happening in New York with the real estate? Well, it's interesting because what's happening over here is that uh, the recent reports that, are, that I've read are saying that there is only about business, this is businesses, uh, a 15% occupancy of, of the uh, corporate real estate. So obviously, during the whole pandemic, a lot of people decide, a lot of companies decided that their staff were going to work remotely and uh, only 15% have actually come back into the office. I've been heading into the office every day. Um, you haven't missed a beat, have you? Business haven't, has... haven't missed a beat. No, I, I wanted to... You're in the bucket I wanted now. to. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not a follower, that's for sure. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've always done my own thing. But I, I, wanted to, I wanted to experience it. I know that might sound a bit weird, but, you know, like it, it was an eerie experience actually being like the only one on a carriage like on the subway and like, it's just, that's not New York. Like you're never the only one on a carriage on any train. Yeah, no, that's, that's hundred percent true. Actually, one of the things that was most notable speaking of that was the, um, uh, the video I think you put of uh, link on LinkedIn of the Empire State building, the heartbeat. Um, yeah. Which was, you know, really, it, it added that real eerie feeling because there was no one around, there was no traffic on the road. And then you see the beautiful Empire State Building uh, flashing, flashing yeah. red, the heartbeat of the city, as it it's it's called. So yeah, it was it was quite a like I said, it was quite a unique, eerie experience. And and places like uh, places like Grand Central, you know, I went up there at nine o'clock on a Thursday morning in the middle of all this, and there was like three people. And that place is just normally buzzing, you know, it's crazy, that crazy, but. So what is happening there? We, we've digressed somewhat. Cause yeah. I don't know how that happens, but anyway. <laughs> That's how we roll. Yeah, so what's happening? So what's interesting is that what we're seeing is a lot of, lot of companies not only not coming back to their offices, so like I said, 15% occupancy rate at the moment, um, but we're actually seeing a lot of companies actually moving out. Now, whether that good timing from the sense of, you know, their lease has ended or they're um, cancelling their lease and paying it out. I'm not sure what they're doing. But as a result, there's actually a lot of real estate available. So these... So why, hang on, before, before that, why are they... Why do you think... I mean, coronavirus, obviously, but uh, is, there, is there some people that have set the, set the bar and created this, oh, we should do it too sort of mentality? Well, look... I'm not, I'm not into conspiracy theories. Oh, but, okay. I think, I think but, you could be floating. You could hear it. <laughs> not into conspiracy theories, but I believe I was actually pretty upset with all these tech giants, you know, your Googles, your Twitters and Apple and all, all the, all the big players, they all came out and said, we're not going back to the office until June or July 2021. Yeah. And so when when these big massive companies come out and say things like that, and even Twitter, Twitter probably I think took it even further and said, oh, everyone can stay working from home. All right. Um, Dropbox are saying well, the same thing. Anyway, so you know, we'll just stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> no one will even exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they came out and said all these things that which infuriated me because it was like you know, like, like, look, if that's your thought, don't, why announce it to the world, right? Because all these other companies are, are sitting back, these smaller companies, which is nearly everybody else is smaller than those companies. Yeah. They're sitting back and going, mm, geez, uh, Amazon, Google's not going back to the office till July, 2021. 
maybe we it. should do the same thing. Yeah, let's let's jump up on the bandwagon and. But where's the conspiracy here? Well, the conspiracy theory is right. Like as I said, I'm getting upset about these companies making all these announcements, and it's because obviously for, for what we do, we rely on businesses you know, churning, like uh, uh, moving to a bigger space, moving to a smaller space, upgrading their spaces, doing all that. And if they, if everybody's working from home, then, you know, it might sound selfish, but there is no work there for us to to do, right? Well, so, so it's, it's not on effect for everybody as well. It's not just the tech. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the local coffee shop, you know, they're not, they're not serving coffees and well, like it, it does, it has a huge knock on effect. So, but... What's interesting is that, so whilst these big tech giants are coming out and making all these, these big statements, they're also turning around and buying up all the, all the real estate in New York City. Ah, the plot thickens. The plot thickens somewhat. Oh, it's cheap. There's no one. There, there is 15% of people back at work. All these companies have moved out. There's empty offices everywhere. And... Obviously, like landlords, they need to pay the bills. Like they own the building. They need people in there. So what are these tech companies are doing? They're coming in there and cutting deals. It's like, oh, geez, they notice that uh, your building's half empty. Uh, maybe we can cut a deal. So this conspiracy is that their power of suggestion has caused everyone to get out of New York. They're coming in, buying up at, what, 10, 15, 20% cheaper oh, than... probably. Probably even less than that. I would. I, I don't know, but I would say it's less than that. And because they're tech companies, they've got a, a, a very healthy cash flow and bank balance, and they've and they're a very healthy balance sheet, and and um, they're going buying it up, and uh, their balance sheet is getting a bit of a slamming. But ultimately, they are they're investing into the future. So correct. You know, could still be a good thing, mate. Oh, look, I do think it's a good thing, I, but the, the conspiracy theory is, hey, hey guys, we're not, it's not safe to go back to the office and then they're racing off over here and buying up all the real estate at a, at a really cheap price. So I, don't get me wrong, I love, I love the idea that they're, they're buying the real estate there in New York because obviously, you know, um, you know, I'm here, they're a tech company. You know, normally tech has been associated with Silicon Valley and San Francisco and San Jose and, and places like that. And it's great. To, and whilst New York has been more of a traditional business, you know, like Wall Street, like banking kind of um, industries, yeah. not, not so much the tech sector. So I'm excited about it. Uh, that, as I said, they've, bought, they've purchased a lot of real estate already. And it mm -hmm. suggests to me that they believe like, why would they buy all this real estate if they don't, if their people aren't, if they have no plans for their people to come back to the office? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So what'll be interesting, and this is a, this is a great segue into the uh, our next segment of the show, <laughs> is, uh, is what happens as far as how smart these buildings get. That's true. No, like yep. uh, the, 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 the challenge for, well, certainly us, but very much so you, will be how to make the tech integrate with their stuff and how to, you know, they've got data on their data, right? They've got metrics on their metrics. On their data. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Normal metrics is like probably how many people go to the toilet in every hour <laughs> to work at how much wasted productivity they got or go for a smoke or whatever else they do, you know, so yeah. they'll be, they'll be measuring all that stuff. But recently I, I saw you, uh, you know, you're always in the media, Pete, like you're <laughs> always putting it out there. And one thing I love about you, you you've always got an opinion. Um, whether it's uh, the same as mine or it's wrong, um, you've always got. One. <laughs> but you're in the you're in the smart buildings panel uh, last week. Yeah, last week. Yeah, so there's a magazine called Commercial Observer, which is like a commercial real estate magazine. Oh, no, it's not just a magazine. I mean, you know, they they do a lot of uh, stuff in the media. Uh, they do a lot. They do obviously print. They do stuff on the internet. And they had a um, like a smart buildings forum on last week that uh, I was asked to uh, be a part of and um, got to have a chat with uh, there was a couple of other panelists and it was good. Who was on the panel? Who else? Do you remember their names? Uh, no, I don't remember their names. Unfortunately, I mean everyone's new to me. No, I you out. <laughs> no, I I'm, good at I'm that. not sure. No, Sorry, it, it was. <laughs> 
No, I think I think there was a, they they wanted different people's perspectives. So you know there was actually um, a, you know it's like maybe a, another competitor of ours. Uh, there was you know maybe a, a a landlord. There was a few people that sort of they try to create a little bit of diversity with with the panels and have different type give to give to give different perspectives on on a smart building or smart workplace. Oh, and they should do that. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so what are the what are the topics that sort of came up in conversation? What well, are the challenges for me, more more the point. What are the challenges? So the, yeah, look, the, the challenges there. Um, well, see, I think what happens here. A lot of people talk about smart buildings, and for for me, I tend to focus on the smart workplace. I, I look at it. I kind of just, the way I describe it. It's it's you think of Uber. You need drivers and you need riders. There's no use having all these drivers with no riders and there's no use having riders with no drivers. Like it's not going to work. You actually need to build the demand up. Right? Yeah, sure. So imagine, imagine the, uh, the, the building owners are the drivers, the Uber drivers. So there's all this talk, oh, you should create a smart building and blah, blah, blah. But there's really no demand for it from the riders or the clients. They're not, I mean, they're going, oh, well, what do we do? I don't know what we look for in a smart building. So we've, we're focusing on the smart workplace because you think about it, if you have your tenants in the building who are creating smart workplaces, there's gonna, it's going to get them thinking about what do they want out of the building? What can the building do for them? But isn't a building so, just a building? Like, I'm just going to um, play, play dumb a little bit here. Yeah. Wait, wait. What's the benefit? What is what can it do for them? What can a smart building do for a worker? I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. So the building that we're in, uh, so we're in Midtown. Um, I won't mention the building, but it's it's a it was a prestige building uh, in the middle of Manhattan. And to give you an idea, we have zero control over the air conditioning in our space. Zero control, right? We can't turn it on. We can't turn it off. And to control the temperature, you have to lift a grill, right? So the air conditioning is a little bit different over here. The, like uh, the air conditioning, some of it comes out of the ceiling, uh, but a lot of it comes out like they put these perimeter uh, air conditioning in around the windows. And the floor. And they, yeah, and the floor if they've got raised floors. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to lift this grill off and you go in and you turn a dial that says warm, cool and normal that's your adjustment yeah. that's it and there's you know so it is there is because it's got old infrastructure in it there is nothing we can do as a tenant to control that unless it was replaced so so if you're after if you're asking what can a smart building do the smart building needs to be flexible so provide like the the, the building owner should not be providing smart lighting or anything like that because you know what happens a tenant comes in and whatever was in there they rip it all out because yeah. they, they you just basically want to supply a, a core and a shell and have the infrastructure in place to support these technologies whether it's lighting ac power all the all the standard stuff plus have uh, all the correct pathways in place so you can pull cables in and do all that kind of thing so i think for me it's all about the infrastructure of it and at creating flexibility or allowing flexibility with, uh, with all the tenants. Uh, so they can actually adjust things and control things and monitor things themselves. I don't think that the, the building owner needs to do much more than that. Um, I mean, other than maybe integration with things like, allow integration with things like lifts, um, turnstiles, you know, security, those kinds of things. Like be flex, once again, be flexible, don't don't be putting in proprietary systems that no one's going to be able to talk to, or they're going to charge a gazillion dollars to interface with them. Uh, use standard protocols, that kind of stuff. As a building owner, yeah, yeah, sure, okay. And so, but will that go down to a granular level? Like you you, you talk about the tenant, but will that go down to the person? Absolutely, yeah. Like if absolutely, no. Like if I'm sitting in, um, like I know, look, your office, you know. You're the big kahuna of, of who you are. Uh, your office is probably, you know, eight metres by three metres. You've probably got a massive yeah. 
beautiful timber desk that's you know maybe a hundred years old, it's beautifully framed. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, but would you want to? Uh, like you, you, you know, you're a pretty hot guy, right? You know, you, you might temperature wise. Uh, <laughs> You might run it. Where a bit are you going with all else. this? <laughs> you might run it a bit warmer than anybody else, right? That's what I'm saying. So I do actually. I, I do. Level, yeah. uh, yes. Office per office within the tenancy. Yes. Uh, control of air conditioning or AC and and lights. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's a that's a thing. So we're we're actually working with a large, funny enough, a large tech giant um, here in the US. Uh, it's a, obviously a global social media platform. And we're working with them on their strategy about uh, the workplace of the, of the future for them. And some of the things that we're talking about is um, actually having personalized workspaces. So once again, giving the user the ability to adjust things like their own lighting levels and, and comfort levels. I mean, there is, there is a fundamental difference between men and women in the workforce men tend to run hotter right than women so yep. there's always um you know sort of fights over oh it's too hot it's too cold now you're not going to please everyone all the time so that's when you need to turn around and be able to personalize as i said the lighting levels the noise levels the the air conditioning levels the sound every, everything like it should be personalized yeah yeah, I, I, uh, I can see the logic in that for sure. Um, is that going to go to, to a home level or to a resi or even just SME level, do you think? Like, um, I don't it, know. Is, Look, I, it, it only... In dollars to an SME, let's put it that way. Like SME might look at it and go, you know, SME for those that don't know, small to medium enterprise or small to medium business. I look at it and go, okay, is there benefit to me to put it in for my team, um, will have enough impact out of the culture. Is it measurable? I uh, yeah. I was just about to say that. So so you shouldn't be looking at it from a um, from a KPI. You know, like from how much money can we save? How many people can we get in? None of that. Like you should be measuring it from a culture. So what can you do as a business owner to provide a better workplace for your people? That, because you think about it, you spend a third, you typically spend a third of your life or a third of your day in the office. So you spend yeah. a lot of time there. Eight hours a day, eight to 24. Eight. Yeah. So you got eight hours of sleep, eight hours at work, eight hours of rest. You know, that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> it's not that, it's not the case for, for yeah. most. But, <laughs> Right. Yeah, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm just really excited about that. And I think I, I'll just give you a really good example. So back in 2009, 2010, uh, I was working on, when I was in Brisbane, I was working on a project uh, called, the, called Kiwiok um, at Kedron. You've probably driven past. It's a big emergency services building. Yep. Can't miss it. It's got, the, you know, it's got kind of like the motorway that wraps around in front of it. Uh, Queensland Emergency Operations Centre. So what happened is that when they had the floods in 2011, 2011 yeah. it, was, it was still being finished off. So it, the building work had finished, but they hadn't quite finished off all the testing and the tech and the IT and getting all up, up to speed. Then these, these devastating floods come in and they went, shit, we need to open this place. And they opened it. Um, a couple of months ahead of schedule, right? Because they needed the space and all the, all the technology that was in there amongst other things. Yeah. But th what's interesting is that that's a triple O call center for fire and ambulance. Every single one of those desks has their own climate control. Every single triple O operator sits there and they can control the, the airflow and everything. They've got these vents on their desks. Yeah. So it's, it's got a raised floor. The air comes up from under the floor and they have like car vents kind of thing on their on their desk. And you think about it, this is this is ten years ago. And so we, we the company I was working for designed all this 10, 11 years ago. Um, you know, and I haven't seen it since. I just haven't seen it anywhere else. I and I understand that's a triple O call center, but still it's a workplace at the end of the day. Yeah, well ultimately you sit being a triple O call center and those people um, you know, they they're working ridiculously hours 
ridiculous hours in their shift work and different things like that. And they're, they are copying the brunt of everything. So they should get oh, stress levels, right? Stress yeah. levels, oh, they should get looked yeah. after. Those things should happen. But ultimately that doesn't negate the, uh, the rest of the world. So that's a good point, you know, like, yeah. Why, why hasn't it, why hasn't it gone further? Uh, I, well, you know what it is. I, I, I liken it to, you, you, you talk about like an apartment. This is my analogy. You've got, remember back in the eighties, uh, maybe even a little bit before that, it was like, Oh, look, this, uh, this kitchen, you, you got to buy an apartment, brand new apartment. The kitchen has laminex bench tops. It's like, Oh wow. It's got laminex bench tops. Then it was like, Oh, look, you know, everyone's trying to outdo each other. Right. So, and then the next lot of apart, the next lot of apartments that gets built. Oh, look, it's got a dishwasher. Oh, look, it's got a washer. It's got a dryer. Look, it's got granite bench tops, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, it's got air conditioning and, and keeps going like that. I think the same kind of thing is happening in the workplace. I think the workplace has been neglected for such a long time. And, uh, you, you know, we, we, we sort of put a lot of tech in there. We do all those kinds of things, which is great. But I think the kind of this last or this final frontier is well-being. And, you know, like it's like the workplaces, these workplaces that are getting built these days, they're pretty good. They're of a pretty high standard compared to, you know, 20 years ago of what you, you would get. And so that standard keeps getting raised and it only takes, you know, like a company to go, all right, well, we need to be better than them. We need to outdo those guys. How can we do that? Oh, we've got, we've got music, we've got scent, we've got climate control, we've got whatever, we've got personalization. So it's all this focus about well-being is, is the big thing at the moment. Coming off surely uh, the impact of uh, mental health. Uh, and the awareness of mental health in, in, in the work. Correct. Health, yeah, so that can only Correct. be a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Pete, we would, uh, we, we, we would love to continue to talk and we always uh, have questions <laughs> about our content and um, whether we're going too long or too short. But interestingly enough, when we do interviews, we're typically the, the shows are shorter than when we're just uh, yakking <laughs> We were just having a chat. Uh, you, you week ahead just briefly. How's that looking? Uh, week ahead, I've got next week, I have EduCause, which is a three-day education slash technology conference. So I'm, uh, it's virtual, um, unfortunately, because it would have been great to attend in person. Um, but that's, th yeah, three days next week, which I'll be attending. So as a participant or a, a, you're uh, contributing? No, I, I'll be contributing um, with the questions. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'll be, I'm not speaking or presenting or doing anything like that, but uh, um, they'll know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will. They'll be kicking you out the door. Uh, exactly. Who's, who's this Australian bloke? He doesn't shut up. Guy's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you a really, a, a really quick story. So a couple of years ago, um, I went over to Extron in Anaheim. So I was, I was in Australia and they took um, three consultants, three consultants from Australia. And we're in this room. They lock us in a room for about four or five days and they're talking to us. We sign NDAs and all that kind of stuff. And, and they're talking to, us about, talking to us about new products and the roadmap and blah, 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 what we want to see. So there's probably 30 people in the room Three Australians, one Canadian. Who were the four most outspoken people in the room? Yeah. <laughs> one Canadian. <laughs> the three Australians and the Canadian. They're all looking at us. We're going, mate, that's shit. That's never going to work. <laughs> and the, the Americans are just going, what? We, you can't say that. It's true. It's shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Look at the colour of it. Yeah. What's that? You've got to get it out there. You've got to make your opinion known. And actually... You, you know, you've been the uh, the innovator of a lot of products and um, around the AV space, haven't you? You've you've had some suggestions for all sorts of companies that they've that have been the uptake that or that they've taken and uh, and done something with. Well, I, I think it's just. I mean, I feel grateful and fortunate that I've been in a position where I've been asked to have involvement, and it's really satisfying. Not that I get paid for it or anything like that but it's really satisfying to see your idea or suggestion uh being implemented into a product and actually you know you see it you know on a wall somewhere and it's like 
that was my idea. That was my concept. That was, so it's, it's really, it's a good feeling. Great for your ego. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it gives you, look, it's, it's picking up on the practicality sense. Yeah. And that's, that, that makes sense to do that. Yeah. Or correct. You didn't do that. And that's why didn't you do that? Like for the extra three cents worth of electronics, you should have done it. You know, that's yeah. it. Hey, we better wrap up, mate. Uh, right. My week ahead is uh, pretty well um, grinding it out at the moment. We're in crazy, crazy times for uh, coming into Christmas, working in the education space. So it's uh, grinding it out, quoting like crazy, you know, and um, for the for the school t- IT managers' wish list and see if they um, <laughs> get their, I mean, budget, I should say, uh, <laughs> see if they get that across <laughs> the line. And uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a hectic week and I've got to, I've certainly got to get on the road and, do some, do, some do some real work. Do some real work, yeah, look, because this has been fun. But, uh, hey, look, anyone who wants to check us out, we are yes. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are, ooh, moving that way. And I'm moving the right hand. There we go. You can see us there. Spotify, uh, <laughs> soon to come to Instagram, LinkedIn. You can see us on Facebook and YouTube. Obviously, the LinkedIn videos are only 10 minutes, broken into 10 minutes. How do they can... How do they bring that down to 10 minutes? I have no idea, but we break it up in the episodes. <laughs> Check us out. Uh, and if you are listening to us on Spotify or actually podcasts, Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor. Go and give us a rating and make sure it's five. Don't put it. Five beards. Five beards. Give us a, a beard yeah. rating yep, out of five. And, uh, and, yeah, leave us a review. Tell us what you want to hear about and um, we'll do our darndest not to talk about that. Uh, no, I mean, make sure... <laughs> So, Pete, as always, it's a pleasure. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, mate. Look forward to it. Great. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Bye for now.